like, uh, what, what is it outside? It's only Did like 50-some degrees. It's nice out still. We Man. just had a heat wave. <laughs> hey, we're live. Oh, dude. Hey, oh, we're hey guys. <laughs> we don't get any gators, though. So no, way better than Florida. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Well, hey, so uh, we got uh, Victor here from Worldwide Corals. Uh, and we're going to talk tank size uh, and shape, length, depth, whatever. Oh, man. Um, a little bit of everything. Yeah. reason I invited uh, Victor here is because he's installed dozens of super huge tanks. Uh, and, you know, as part of Worldwide Corals, they do installs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, Victor is one of my personal mentors. Uh, you, you know, he's taught me a whole bunch of stuff over the last few years. Uh, ever since I first met him, man, actually. So also like uh, not just uh, about reefing, but like from business too, man, I look at what he's doing. I'm just super, super impressed at all the stuff that uh, they do and how aggressive, man. They're just like Thank always you. going after stuff, building, <laughs> uh, taking reef uh, uh, Palooza to what it is like nationally. Uh, yeah. It's all over the places. You guys are going to be in Chicago in just a couple weeks for yeah, the first time. Yeah, two weeks, actually. I think you'll we'll be you guys are coming, right? Oh, yeah, yep, we'll, be we'll be there. Yeah, cool, yeah. Uh, giving away all kinds of fun stuff, so come on down. Nice. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, really, man, so we just wanted to uh, bring him in. And uh, so maybe you could tell us, like, just uh, for all of you who have never met Victor, he, again, he's a co-founder uh, with uh, Ryan and Lou over there. Uh, so maybe you just tell us a little bit about, like, where you started reefing. And we'll get to the, the meat of it. Um, we started, I started reefing about 20 years ago, you know, as an accident. My roommate had a fish tank at the time, and I just wanted to experiment, and he went crazy after that, you know? So <laughs> that's how pretty much started 20 years ago, you know? An accident. <laughs> so, it actually, it yeah. was an accident. It's like, liked his tank? I had a bicycle, and, and my buddy's like, you know, I'm tired of my tank. You want to trade the fish tank for the bicycle? I'm like, you know, I'm not using the bicycle. And that was it. It was a 75 <laughs> gallon it. tank. Nice. And I never looked back. It yeah. had a bunch of freshwater plants and stuff like that. But oh, yeah. Okay, so I was addicted immediately. <laughs> I've talked to Victor about a whole lot of stuff. And immediately, man, I'm like, yeah, me too, man. I like all this stuff. And there's lots and lots of people I've seen out there. We ask these questions. Like, oh, yeah, I've had a fish tank since I was four years old. You know, mm. my dad had a fish tank, blah, 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 blah. Like, I am not one of those people. Uh, I was the same thing. I, I stumbled into a fish store and said, oh, this is for me. Right? Yeah, uh, you know, like, yeah. and then like, just boom, took off with it, right? Same I think thing. that's how most people get started. You know, I don't think somebody wakes up and say, you know what? I'm going to get into the hobby next week. <laughs> <laughs> something is like you get bit by a bug or something, yeah. you know? It's yeah. like, it's an addiction. <laughs> or you trade your bike. Uh, there you go. Right, right, right. That one works too. All right, so uh, where, uh, whereabouts is uh, Worldwide Corals uh, appear in the timeline? Oh, man, Worldwide Corals. I mean, I started farming corals early in 2000. By 2004, 2005, I talked one of my roommates into just setting up one of the bedrooms into a grow room and we start <laughs> growing corals. Then I knew Ryan and um, Lou before that. And then 2006, we incorporated and then we just opened for business. It was a struggle in the beginning, but we did it for passion. And when you put passion into something, you don't have to um, worry about the dollar so much. So it worked out great. So uh, again, real similar here. Uh, at the time, uh, I believe you were working at like TGA Fridays. Yes, right. <laughs> I was serving so, tables at the time. Uh, the, yeah. the similarity here are, are striking. So I was working at a steakhouse. We uh, went to eat to the steakhouse uh, actually. Uh, Great steak, by the way. <laughs> so like, yeah, so very similar thing, man. Like, hey, and uh, both of us, uh, we decided to uh, start a business. It wasn't because uh, anybody had any extra money. Pull out a charge card oh. and just like hope and pray. Uh, I prayed yeah. a lot for many, many years, you know, so there was a lot of praying going on. Uh, yeah, nobody's investing in uh, crazy coral business. So, yes. uh, yeah. yeah, so I just like hope and pray and a lot of hard work, man. So I, it's so funny to hear the similarities here. Uh, in fact, I think one of the funnier stories you told us is that you uh, got like free uh, like uh, TGI Fridays for Life or something card. Uh, uh, at the time, I broke a record and... Um, <laughs> 
It was some perks that I got from them. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Anyway, it's probably a long story. Uh, maybe you ever run into them, but it, it basically is the best uh, waiter there. So, yeah. and that kind of just pours into it. I mean, you pour your heart into whatever you're doing uh, and uh, whatnot. So today, though, like we started about the same time, 2004-ish, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, we didn't know each other at the time, though. I think our uh, businesses too started around the same time, roughly. Uh, today, man, like evolution, though, right? It's uh, changed a lot. Yeah. Uh, so they, uh, I've got two stores in Orlando now. Everybody knows Worldwide Corals uh, online oh, yeah. as well, right? Big name, the biggest name. Yeah. One of the biggest Thank names. Thank you, guys. I gotta tell you, when we went down there, yeah. man, uh, for the first time and saw it, I'm like, this is what a fish store is supposed to be. Oh yeah. Right? And you walk in the door, and instantly it's like, I want that. I want that. And then big mass. Like a big. Candy I'm, store, right? Oh, I remember walking into the 900 and like, oh, I've seen this so many times. I'm actually here in front of it. But just before we started, you were showing us like the 2200 gallon tank in the new place, the 700, yes, the, yes. all of these, I mean, giant tanks. We have some awesome. giant tanks in the new facility, that's for sure. So hopefully when you guys come down next time, we get to do some filming and show people some of those oh, big I tanks, you know? So I, I got to say, when I walked into that store the first time, like, uh, I, uh, there's like the the reefer in me that's like all giddy about seeing his displays. And then there's like the business owner in the me is like, man, these guys are doing it right. Because <laughs> right? uh, I walked in and the first thing that I saw was two awesome displays, man. Mm -hmm. Like, and there's just coral wall to wall in there. You yeah, go up in, are. you see it, and you walk up to these two tanks. There isn't like a whole lot of product or anything cluttering this environment. They're just showing you, like, if you put effort into this, like, what you can achieve. Dave, you got a close-up of either one of those things? Maybe that. He's uh, got the live one. Uh, well, here's there's that one right there. You got right there. Right okay, here's the so you walk up and you see this when you walk in. Okay, I now know what the dream is. Yeah, like, I want that. What? I mean, this is essentially a virtual shopping list of all the things I now want for my own house. I know, right? and I'm kind of sad looking mm. at this because I have to take it down in four weeks, and uh, I don't want to. No! It's tough when you put that kind of effort into it. Yeah, right. We have a good game plan for it. We've been cycling these tanks for a long time. We moved a lot of live rock ahead, so we're trying mm. to minimize the losses. Um, but it's still, nonetheless, it's just hard to tear down a big tank like that. Well, know? yeah, so for those of you who don't know, there's like a 900 in there. There's a, like we, a... We tore five, down the 900 already. 900 so next already is down. 500, next the 293. So it's, it was yeah. tough to see, you know? And then, right after you walk on that, all those little frags you saw in there, all on display, clearly labeled uh, what they are, clearly Clean. labeled what their price is, and like now I have all the little well, pieces to go create what they did. And they're not yeah. just the frags. Like, click on some of these things, Dave. The, the corals on the right. Like... It's not yeah. just frags, it's... These ones. The, these <laughs> ones. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, if I could get this in my own tank, holy... Yep. I'm going to send you some. There you go. I'm going to take care of you. Uh, right. i got to have a uh, tank first, so don't send me anything yet. All right. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> but okay. I appreciate it. So anyway, uh, super, super impressed. Now, and, and it was also really obvious for me, like this is in a, like a, a little area that's kind of tucked around. There's a giant billboard out front telling you where it is. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Like tucked in an area like... So these guys, man, are wise enough to not just like empty their wallets hoping for success. Like there is all the right ideas and concepts here, but like they're doing it on a budget, man. Like mm. they make sure that this thing is a success. So this is what's exciting now. You've had all that success for the last like 15 years and now you're building this stuff. And so we're gonna get to this big tank stuff idea. I just sure. get too excited about it because they're building up this new tank. <laughs> so maybe we, uh, we'll, we'll give me five more minutes and then we'll roll, but like uh, we, uh, have a little shot off of uh, Reef to Reef, their thread. So oh, yeah. these are some of the tanks. Maybe you can just kind of scroll through them, tell us what you're seeing here. Yeah, so what tank is this? That's a 700-gallon tank behind the counter. It's going to be fish mm. only. We always wanted to do a very big tank that is fish only, oh, you yeah, know. Cool. 
Okay, what is this one here? That is the 2,200-gallon rimless Pentagon Ooh, tank. It's really? a lagoon tank. We're going to put giant mangroves, a uh, oh, good man. couple hundred fish in there. That's awesome. The, awesome. the tank is, you have to get in it to work on it. That's how big it is. Yeah, you there's know? a picture on your Instagram that you were showing us before where Frank is sitting in it, and he looks... He looks like yes. uh, this little tiny figurine in yeah. there. It's pretty cool. Those are the lights right there above that you see for the 1,500-gallon tank. I mean, That's pretty cool, large right? tanks, as you guys can see. Those are 750-gallon tanks. These are all displays? Yes. If you see those three 750-gallon okay, tanks right uh -huh. there, Behind there, we have a bunch of raceways, so that's going to be our aquaculture facility. Everything that grows on those 750-gallon yeah. tanks will be farmed 100% aquaculture oh, that's cool. into that area, you know? Okay, so that's one of the things that I, I learned from watching you guys, too, was uh, I, don't, I don't know what everybody expects, but, you know, maybe you're, like, uh, you know, chopping off little frags and growing them out or little tips and... But like really what I saw is you have big display tanks and display tanks grow mass, right? Yes. Mm. And then you go and clip off the little bits, get yes. them healthy enough to, that they can tr uh, survive transport and yeah. then go from there. They just seem to grow better when they're in a natural environment, when they get glued to a rock, when they're not moving mm. back and forth. I'm not saying you can't grow corals in a rack, mm -hmm. but like you always run experiments, right? You should try one yeah. day with the same water, one reef tank with everything glued into the rock, the other one just on racks, mm -hmm. and you see the difference. It's something that happens when they just become, mm. just that's grown what, in their natural environment, you know? That's what Josh said too, when he saw us uh, doing one of our experiments here, he showed, uh, we had a bunch of frags in the racks, and he's like, dude, glue those things down, or find a way to pin them so they don't move at all, you'll have more success. Mm. And uh, that those specific tanks, uh, anecdotal or not, absolutely have more success yeah. than the ones that are wobbling yeah. around. Yeah. It, so. It's just something about it, you know? Yeah. So yeah, so big display, and then the exact same water. So once you cut them, you know they're going into the same water yep. in the back. There's no chemistry changes, no parasites, no, yeah, you know. nothing. And so just a real easy uh, thing to do. So yeah. uh, all right, well anyway, so let's move on. We're gonna talk about tank uh, size and shape today. And so like for those of you that are thinking about, you know, like I want to put a giant tank in, in my house. Uh, I like been doing this for a long time, or I'm insane and I'm doing it for my first time, mm -hmm. but I'm going big one or the other. Yeah. Uh, there's lessons to be learned here for sure. Uh, and are. I think the first one is, is bigger better, right? So like dream <laughs> tank, man. Do I have to go big and how big? So if you like, ask me, yeah, bigger is better. But no, okay, the answer so, to that is it all depends. Uh, in your own house, right, uh, where you're going to take care of it, right, uh, how big is uh, your dream tank in your house? You know, it used to be a 500-gallon tank, but now that I have all these big tanks at the store, I'm realizing how much work goes into a 500-gallon <laughs> tank. I mean, one thing, you order the stand, you order the glass, you get your lights, your mm -hmm. protein skimmer, whatever equipment, and yeah, it's very expensive and you think you made it, but... You don't realize, back in the days, I went from a 300-gallon to a 500-gallon tank. And I'm like, man, it's 6 feet. This one's 10 feet. It's a little mm -hmm. deeper. I mean, what can be hotter, you know? Mm -hmm. Just cleaning the glass, just sucking the dirt from the bottom, just trimming corals, feeding the fish. Just it, You don't notice those things until you physically are there doing them, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's one of the challenges that you always run into, you know? Just not planning for the unknown. Okay, so what size, man? We're going into your house. Give me a, give me a dimension. No bigger than 200. Okay. So 200. That's pushing it that's, for me. Yeah. yeah. That's ideal. I mean, for that's me, like, it was like 90 because uh, I like the size and shape. I personally think the perfect size is at 120. Yeah. 90 is yeah, a little yeah, yeah. deeper, you know? Four by so two I, by a two. Yep. That's yep. my perf perf preferable size. Nobody would, nobody watching this is like, oh, what do you mean, man? That 90? Uh, <laughs> like, at 120? Uh, at 200? 
So yeah. yeah, so it's about doing something <laughs> exceptionally well though. Like that 120 mm -hmm. in your house or 200 in your house is going to be the nicest thing possible because you can put time into it at that level. Yeah. Exactly. If it's four times as long as that, Ooh. it's probably gonna look about four times uh, less good because you just don't have time to you know curate that whole thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, but you mentioned when you retired, and you got nothing better to do, you've got the 2200 gallon tank that you just kind of swim in and maintain. Yeah, I'm not ruling that out. I'm definitely not ruling it out. Like when I when I retire and I don't have anything else to do with my time, I may go swim that's in my different. tank. Yeah, that's different, you know? Okay. All right, so that was one of the things actually that I noticed when I was over at, at, at your shop, man. I actually used a bunch of the photos in a previous episode, uh, and it's like, mm. all right, when I go big, man, I got more glass to clean, I got like more maintenance to do, I got more water changes to do, I got more fish to feed, I got more like everything has got more, right? Yes. Now there's some changes like going 180 or 120 to 180 really doesn't add a whole lot, right. you know, but. Yeah. Another thing I noticed, like, which I found to be totally true, by the way, and this is something you guys should absolutely listen to, is uh, uh, Josh is like shows me the sump, and the sump is immaculately clean. And, you know, it's not in like, you know, a super fancy area. The sump itself doesn't look super fancy, but it's clean. And I'm like, man, you guys put a lot of effort into that. And he's like, yeah. So the sump is no different than the tank, man. It needs to be as clean down here as it is up here yes. if I want to produce the results. Hmm. But let this sump just collect all that garbage. It might as well just be in the tank. And so when yeah. I got my own Josh here, uh, oddly enough, uh, <laughs> not just that actual name Josh, and he takes care of like the 750XXL and some other tanks here. By the way, and, they look great. Yeah, and so he is in there and now doing the same thing. Like takes care of the sump the same way he takes care of the tank and the results absolutely show. Oh yeah. So like, if I wanted to do that at home, man, bigger and bigger and bigger. Now the sump's bigger too, I'm cleaning the sump the same way, and it's just, it's just a lot of work. So you really gotta have your heart and soul in, into that thing. And so, for me, I started off. I started off, I really, and some of you guys have already heard this before, but I really wanted a 10-foot L yep. that went over another eight feet. Yeah. Everybody wants yeah. that L. Yeah. 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 That drop tank yeah. is oh, man. something about this. I want, I want them to like travel around the room, right? Uh, in fact, if I could get all four walls and you had to like right. crawl in. In uh, theory, uh, I mean, awesome. in theory, that's awesome. Yeah, but I mean, it's like on the hotels, forever. you know, when you're in the hotel, it's all just all oh, reef yeah. outside, you know. I'd have 20 feet of glass to clean, man. Like uh, I'd be doing this for a living, you know, just all day, more every morning, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, and so, not to mention all the other things that I need to do for it. So, like, it's, it's time to be realistic. And then uh, Jeremy, Jeremy's like, dude, you sure you don't want to be part of the 500 Club? Jeremy from Brightwell. And I'm like, oh man, I should, shouldn't I? Like that just even sounds good. The 500, 500 club, <laughs> man. I know they do clubs with that thing. <laughs> what club are you in? Yeah, it's all like, like ultimately, man, I boiled it down, and I went down to some actual things that actually matter to me. When you start thinking about length, mm -hmm. height, mm -hmm. width, and shape, and different That's stuff. That's something important, man. Yeah. I mean, shape is is one there too, because like there's a difference between uh, a 180 gallon rectangle tank. And maybe a 180 gallon multi pane type of different mm -hmm. shapes. Oh, I mean, a tall 180. Let's yeah. say a four foot tall 180 versus two feet tall. I mean, that you shape know? really does factor in too, especially if you're trying to get the thing in your house. Yeah, so I'm doing a peninsula, right? And so in the peninsula, if I was a normal tank, it'd just be like the five foot pane in the front right. and then the sides, right? 
but I know that it's a peninsula. It's five feet on this side and that side. So what's right. the size of the peninsula? Okay, so it's like a little awkward of a peninsula. It's not your typical yeah. one, right? Uh, but it fits the shape of my room, my own desires yeah. that you'll hear about in a little bit. But like, uh, what it goes is five and a half feet out from the wall, okay. four feet uh, uh, long, and then five and a half feet, mm -hmm. and then 26 and a half inches tall. Yeah, right. Yeah, for those of you who watched the, the video before we got here today, you've got it all mocked out in PVC. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. Oh God, the majority, I was wondering. I'm like, where is that? Where are you guys putting that? You it was know? funny. A majority of the comments, like when you posted that on Instagram, was it needs to get flipped over because the, st yeah. the stand is like double that size. Bro. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for me though, and I don't want to get get too 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 into me, but like uh, for what I was looking for is I love peninsulas. I love look throughs. Right. I like super deep tanks. Uh, I like when the fish can travel back and forth, yeah. not just this way, yeah. you know, and they can do their own things. They tend to d get rid of uh, aggression and stuff that way. I love peninsulas uh, too. All right, so uh, uh, they kind of cordon off rooms. In this case, it's going to cordon off my desk, you know, so I can, you know, have a little bit of peace and quiet in the corner there mm -hmm. uh, and also engage with my tank. But, like, uh, uh, one of the things, though, is I really want it to be deep. I want it to be taller. I want it, you know, all these things, longer, whatever. But for me, longer isn't king. Like, mm. so uh, the longest tank possible just isn't my priority, right? I like depth and height as much as possible. It's funny you say that, because if you, with the pictures that we were going earlier, when you saw the, the three 750-gallon tanks, our three of them are peninsulas. Mm -hmm. And oh, I wanted yeah. to go 10 feet deep with them, but then I realized when you have a peninsula, you can only put powerheads on the one area where the oil flow is yep. if you want it to look clean. So it's hard to go 10 feet all the way across. So that's what we chose to Super go hard. only 8 feet. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Some of the choices that we make, you know, is based on that. We went 30 inches tall instead of going usually like 36 if we wanted to go. But I told mm -hmm. the guys it was going to be too tough to reach from the top. Then you have to use tongs and mm -hmm. you're getting your T-shirt wet all yeah. the time. And yeah. it becomes annoying. And then when, when it's hard to get into the tank and you get wet all the time, then you don't want to get into the tank. You start avoiding doing this work. So it's very important that you try to make the tank as accessible as possible, you know? Well, the 900 mm. was a good example of that. Yes. It's that depth and being hard to get to the stuff that's and, encrusting on the bottom. And we build the um, perfect example. And the 900-gallon tank is mm -hmm. 30 inches tall. Yeah. But we build a platform on the back that you cannot see. So when you stand on it, you're kind of like belly high to yeah. the top of the tank so when you bend down you can kind of reach yeah yep. so, so most people don't have a false wall <laughs> in the back like that so exactly. you can reach over and dive in right but mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that you have to consider like we we're saying in a big tank um, how mm -hmm. you're going to reach the bottom is the peninsula going to be too long where you can't reach with the flow how are you going to hide the power heads and mm. so that one was four feet deep too right the front to back, the front to back? Yeah. yes four yeah. feet so it was yeah. a challenge believe yeah. it or not so so here's the thing if you got four feet deep tank man you are not reaching the back you have to figure You're out a way not. to clean it man yeah. it's a tool it's something right tongs uh, uh, scrapers you know and so in my case with the peninsula that i really liked is that it's essentially only two feet deep from yep. each side. Yeah, exactly. Right? So it's four feet deep. I get all that uh, You get to uh, reach, do it from both sides. But like, I'm not going to have a problem cleaning this thing because I can reach it from no. e each mm -hmm. side two feet in, no problem, right? Yep. I even kind of like, uh, when I built out that PVC frame, I even kind of reached over and yep. made sure that I can like get on the back sides of the rock and whatnot without any problem. 30 inches will still give you a little bit of a headache even though you can reach it from mm -hmm. both sides. To me, the perfect, perfect size is 27 inches. 27. I mean. So I get 26 and a <laughs> half. Uh, I missed huh. the perfect, I missed perfect by a half inch. <laughs> Like, yours uh, is 27 and a half, serious? 26 yeah. and a half. Perfect. Yeah. That's, um, yep. So that's yours? Yep. Oh, that was 30 inches, but, so perfect. I mean, that Felix, is... Felix said he wouldn't go any higher just 
Well, so we wanted cross braces if you go up to 30 inches. Yeah. And, and for him, and like zero chance of bow. Yeah. And like, I'll never build a tank ever that has bow. Right. right? right. Uh, and so you want to put cross braces and you know, lighting and stuff. And we want to avoid that as much as possible. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so, uh, and also, like, I'm probably happy. I just don't have to deal with, with uh, all mm -hmm. that. So, Funny you say that. When you choose a big tank, it, a lot of times my, uh, the builder asks me, it's like, how many braces you want? Hey, what size can we go if we don't get these giant braces? Mm -hmm. Or what if we want to make it rimless or we want to make a Euro brace? So a lot of the decisions on the size is based on that. Like those tanks that mm -hmm. we build, the 750 gallon tanks that don't have brace and we did it on purpose so we can take pictures from the top. Mm -hmm. So again, those yeah. are the decisions that you make, not just on the size that you want, but it's a lot of other things to consider. I, I personally also like a builder that says no. Right. Oh, uh, this one will tell me uh, no. Yeah, I just want I want to be able to say, hey, here's what I want. Now give me feedback as to what's real, right? Yeah. And then not feel pressure from me, like, no, man, I really want to go 28 inches. Can't you do it? And then have, have sacrifice quality to do that. Mm -hmm. I actually really like hard nose. Yeah. You know, just like somebody stands behind what they believe, man. Uh, like I, I didn't say no the first time just uh, because I'm a dink. You know, like I, I said it, man, because it was important, right? Uh, and so, like, yeah, I don't know, I really appreciate that. So, uh, that's one of the things that we talked about in today's video is, like, max height. So, your max height, you think, is 27 inches for the average person? Uh, 27 is perfect. 30 is pretty high, and you can work on it. The minute mm -hmm. you go above 30, you're going to have a lot of headaches. We did one of the tanks, a 1,500-gallon tank, four feet tall. Mm -hmm. We have to get in it. I mean, there's yeah. no... Yeah, so, there's no way so some of it. you, man, it may be worth it, by the way. It may be worth it to get that extra because there's nothing nothing cooler than a super high tank. Oh, it looks right? so beautiful for, yeah. for the for the eye. Yep. Yeah. There's nothing better. I yeah. mean, if you can go high and you're willing to go through those pains. Mm -hmm. So some people are absolutely totally worth it, right? Uh, for me, beautiful. I got a one-year-old, a three-year-old, a wife, a business. No, doesn't like, make sense. I when you retire, a, maybe, when they grow up. <laughs> I want to have an awesome tank, uh, but I also want to have a life. Yeah. Uh, and true. more importantly, I want a tank that is successful because I made decisions up front that match my available time. Because if I let the 500 club, Jeremy, uh, <laughs> if I let the 500 club uh, win, man, out, I would have actually built a tank that failed. You know, and I, I won't say that for sure, but mm -hmm. the chances that it uh, failed went up, uh, not saying. down. In your mind, you wanted to feel like it's something you can tackle, and that was the decision on the side based on your on your living. Um, day-to-day mm -hmm. -day things, you know? The, I had the same things about the uh, flow issues, right, w as you did, too. Like, I wanted to be able to uh, have the, uh, not have any pumps on the tank that you can see other than the vortex on the back, That's right? That's very tough. I really, uh, or even if I don't have vortex, at least only have them right on the edge. Yeah. Uh, I've been thinking about gyres lately as well, but, like, I, I, I want to have them only on the back of the wall. I don't want to see any cords come up to the front of the tank. I don't want to see cords, especially on the viewing pane on the long end. Uh, I really mm -hmm. want to avoid all, all, all of that stuff. Everything's so. got to look good, not just the inside of the tank, you know? So I agree. You don't want to well, see cables and pump pumps. The, and the stand has a lot to do with that height, too. Because, mm -hmm. like, so Reef, um, Devin Reef Dudes was talking about here, mm. stand plus tank equals armpit height equals reachability. <laughs> so... It's I mean, true. Uh, if you, I like, Hi, Devin. I like those tanks where you know your in your eye level is you know this bottom corner of the tank, and then the rest is above. So it makes this thing look gigantic, and you're looking up you're at like, some oh of the fish God. and all of this other stuff. But then again, now I'm gonna need a stand. Uh, I'm gonna need a little stool and go in there and do my maintenance. Move the stool. Do my maintenance. Move the stool. Do my maintenance. Yeah. So, uh, like our coral reef here gave us a dollar ninety nine. Thank you. I oh, uh, said if it's not comfortable to maintain, you won't do it. Boom. Yeah. It's true. 
Yes. Yeah, so this you is the stand height it. actually is a is a big a big thing here for me. Mm. So one of the things is you get extra height of the tank, you actually start to see the tank in a standing position, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So instead of like kind of squatting down right. or whatnot, so extra height's nice in that front. Yeah. But also I had a uh, tank Jeff uh, uh, from uh, uh, Jeff Jacobson from Vibrant mm -hmm. was over and he does tank installs too. Uh, and he's like, dude, make it 42 inches tall, the stand, oh, yeah. right? I've never even heard of that. And he's like, dude, that way yeah, when you walk up to it, you can yeah. actually see it instead of bending down yeah. to like see what's in it. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people don't like bending okay. down, you know? Then I talked to Felix and I'm like, how big should I make this stand? And uh, he's like, well, hey, first off, all the stands that you see at the pet store that are like 20 inches tall, the yeah. reason that they're that that tight is not because they are good. It's just because they're cheap and they fit through doorways, so it makes it easier, right? <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. Uh, and so he's like, "Yeah, 30 inches," and I'm like, "Dude, but my buddy told me 40 and 42." I like, done 40, uh, yeah, 30, yeah, yeah. They look great at the height. So this is what Felix said: Figure out how you're going to experience the tank the most where you put it. And you're right? sitting down in the office. Yeah, down. and so I thought I'm walking into the tank and I'm like. I thought, like, oh, I'm going to stand here and look at it. It should be tall. Yeah, no. And that's what that PVC, uh, PVC framework uh, represents. Is about 42 inches, by the way, in oh, the yeah. video. Okay. Uh, How many? 42, uh, 42 inches is okay. uh, what it, uh, and I'm like, yeah. And then I stand next to it. And I'm like, yeah, I can look right into the tank. This is the right height. Yeah. And then after talking to Felix, I'm like, man, I bet you 80% of the time I'm enjoying this tank, I'm going to be sitting oh, yeah. down at my desk so next to the lower. tank. So then you'd be doing this the whole yeah, time. Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. So, so you, like, go you got to think about these. So I'm going to probably split the difference. And Dude. probably what I'm going to do is get my uh, chair and desk in place, uh, or, at least a, you know, or just at least a chair, uh, and then look over and kind of try to figure out how high this thing should be yeah. you know, before I actually have him make the thing. So that was great advice. How you're going to actually experience the tank? Mm. If you're uh, if you're going to stand most of the time or at a bar or whatever, then that's yeah, the right height. That makes sense. Funny you say that. The the 1500 gallon tank, the big one that I show you that I told you is four feet tall. Mm -hmm. We went with the stand just two feet. Yep. Because oh, yeah. it's too tall. If I go a normal 36, 40 inches, and then there's four feet above, how are you going to see the top <laughs> of the tank? Mm -hmm. So when you're standing in front of the tank, it's just the perfect height. But we took us a while. First we were like 18 inches, 22, 30 inches. We finally settled down. We did the same thing. We put a couple of bricks to see how it was going to look. Mm -hmm. And then some blue tape mm -hmm. in the wall. And that's how we came up with the high. So it's a lot of things to take in consideration. Another thing that Felix said is uh, uh, tanks naturally look better down because it's the tips of the corals, the top of the yeah. clam, all it's those like things. It's like when you look at a, a tank from top down, it's the best way to look at a tank. Yeah. It's the same yeah, effect. For sure. So like if you look at it straight on, you can tend to see like the underside of the coral is the primary view. So like you don't want to necessarily have to duck down to see it, but at the same time, if you have a small tilt to it, uh, you actually see the uh, best. So if you're looking down at the, the beauty shots of the coral, you have a better shot of the actual tank than yes. right on it. I mean, the good part about all of this is you're thinking about like you did bricks and tape, you did PVC and all this. Like PVC is cheap. I can go to the hardware store. Mm -hmm. I can get a 10-foot stick of white PVC for like a couple bucks. I can get a few fittings that I could probably return because I'm not yeah. actually putting them in use. Yeah. And I can mock up every shape and size that I, that I want before I even get the, close to building this thing. Mm -hmm. Blue tape is a great trick too to draw on the floor like mm -hmm. where the tank's going to be if you're going to be able to walk. Because a lot of times you think, oh, it's an 8-foot tank. You don't think how big it is and you place until you see it and you mm -hmm. place, you know? So uh, actually, uh, this is pretty interesting. So that was one of the ideas that I had uh, actually just for the video uh, is to mock it up with the PVC and there's like little furniture fitting so yeah. that they have three way and you can build out the actual frame yep. of this thing. 
And uh, partially it was just for the video, right? So you can actually kind of visually see what's going to be here, right? But also when I did it, I'm like, dude, for, <laughs> for 30 bucks in fittings, and now I did it with red PVC pipe, which made it expensive. Yeah. You don't need to do that. Uh, I just go get white from the, the hardware store. Mm -hmm. uh, but like for 30 bucks in fittings uh, and probably 10 bucks in pipe, yeah. you know, I can now get a visual reference of how this thing is going to go in my house. Mm -hmm. The 40 bucks is the best investment you've ever made. And as soon as I saw it, actually, uh, my wife came in and said, well, can it be smaller, shorter, or whatever, yeah, right? start making uh, it, yeah. But, like, ultimately, she said, I did admit that uh, you can have the basement if you let me have the main floor of the house in terms of, like, decorating yeah. whatever. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, so this one, unless you just hate it, this one's mine. I love it this way, right? Yeah. Uh, but we all got to actually see what it's going to look like in the room, which is something you just cannot do until it's actually framed out. So, yeah. so what the plumbing did eventually was you dealt with reality versus emotions. A lot of times you're like, I want a 500 gallon mm -hmm. tank, and you convince your wife oh, or yeah. whatever you have to do, and you show up with this tank and you can fit it. Um, for those of you guys that know Tony Vargas, back in mm -hmm. the days, 10 years ago, he ordered a 500 gallon tank. He was moving from New York to Florida. When he gets to Florida, they deliver the tank, and he realized how big the tank was, and never set it up. He never even got delivered. He, mm -hmm. the, the, there's videos of the tank arriving to his house. He goes, look, it's too big. The wife is too yeah. big. And yeah, true it, story. It Those forces of you guys are reality, him. man, right? So, I'm saying, yeah. so, so for like 40, 50 bucks, you can actually see Facts. if this thing really is going to fit my needs. Or Without motion. Be best advice. And like I almost changed it based on doing that. And then ultimately at the end, I'm like, you know what? I'm just really, really happy with this, and uh, I'm gonna use a little bit of clout my wife gave me and drive it home. Because, uh, but uh, like prior, prior to that too, it's like I was a little wishy-washy about yeah. it, you know, like oh yeah, whatever. And, and and like I almost like turned it on its side, you know. And then I'm like, you know what? I wanted something unique. Why am I going back to this other rectangular Tank shape, the wall man? Type, I, yeah. I wanted something unique. <laughs> I wanted to do this something different. Yes, and, uh, Kevin right there is asking a question actually. Kevin Space is saying, um, what do you guys that think of a hexagon shape a reef tank? Oh, yeah. A crap ton of people. <laughs> Frown from, on from, them. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. They can be they awesome. Can, You've got a 2,200-gallon one, don't you? Uh, you know what? Don't let people talk you down into a shape of a tank that you want. I mean, yeah. hexagon, if it's a very small one, you're talking about those ones that they sell at Petco that are like 30 gallons. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, stay away from that <laughs> one. <laughs> it does the type of hexagon you're talking about. But... <laughs> Shape of tank, uh, the main thing with the shape is flow. Mm -hmm. So if you can figure out how you're going to deliver flow to the tank, the shape doesn't really matter, you know? Mm -hmm. But if again, if it's the hexagon that they sell a Petco, those 30 gallons with like six sizes, stay away from that. You got nowhere to put. Well, be realistic about what you're going to put in yeah, it. Yeah, be realistic mm -hmm. about it, you know? So yeah. I had uh, the guy in, a local, in the local club here, I went over and saw his house, and he had uh, a hexagon, but it was like three and a half feet tall, mm. right? And it was like... Craziest shaped tank because it's probably only about yay big I around, think my mom right? Has one of those in her house. And, <laughs> and, and, they're tough. Okay, man, but it was so cool to be see the fish kind of swimming up and down. He's like, this is a nightmare to maintain, man, but it's my dream, right? <laughs> like I just I love watching the fish kind of swim around in a circle it and go up and down. Yeah, it was totally worth it to That's him. That's what it's important. Yeah, they use tongs and stuff to scrub with, you yeah. know. And he figured it out. Hmm. It, it definitely takes three to four times as long as it did if you just put your arm in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it figured out. So yeah, I would. I agree with you, man. Don't let anybody discourage you from from your dream. But go into it knowing what you're doing uh, and saying, "I'm ready for this," you know, and yeah. just do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, guys gotta. I mean, 
I'll, what I'll do at the end, I'll put uh, your Instagram link to your guys' Instagram sure. page in the co in the uh, description. But you guys got to go check out. Like you have videos of building that big giant hexagon. Yeah, there's tank videos of building placing those 750s. Yeah, moving those glass panels and giant cranes <laughs> lifting. So that was an experience for us. We never built giant tanks like that in place. Yeah, we always order them and they get delivered to customers' houses mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So it was pretty interesting seeing the process of such a large build being taking place and you know oh, and that's a part that has to be taken in consideration too yeah. when you go big is now can i fit this thing through a door or a window or remove something or yeah do i have to have this thing built in place and then if anything should happen and i move now i gotta take this thing out funny you mm. say that i had a customer back in the days he ordered a tank it was a 500 gallon l-shaped tank this is like six years ago we mm. get to the house and he's promising me that I should have done the research, but he's the one, he literally wanted the tank, he didn't want nothing else. So the tank got delivered to our store. When he took the tank to the house, he called me back, he goes, we can't get the tank into the house. I'm like, why, it doesn't fit. I said, I thought you have six foot doors. He's like, yeah, but it's an inch shorter. So story short, we have to put the tank, which it was an L shape, we have to put it on his back. Oh no. You know how uncomfortable, so picture a tank like this, yeah. you know. Get one um, in there and tip the, it. We have to the call the building. The builder said, look, you can put on his back, but uh, the warranty is void on the tank. And we told the guy, I said, listen, we're putting on his back. We're going to help you get it to the house. But we're not responsible for the tank. And we told him, I said, this tank, once you put it in place, if you sell the house, the house got to be sold with the tank. Because <laughs> yeah. you can't move an L-shaped tank. You yeah. know, and it was already yeah. kind of... They were going to build mine on site. Uh, when I talked to people, they did the only way you could do what you want to do is build it in, in site, on site, mm -hmm. right? And... Uh, as you can imagine, the costs associated are pretty high. Uh, yes. you know, to fly out somebody, if you find somebody local, maybe not so much. We, we were blessed to have somebody local, you know. It was They were from Miami, Bob and Karen, you know, from Exotic Aquariums. And they came down, they've been doing it for a long time, and mm -hmm. they, they took on the project. They were kind of excited to come down and do it, you know. So, so I actually got a text today from Felix uh, that the tank itself uh, is going to be uh, somewhere between like 850 and 950 pounds, right? Just the glass. Just the glass, Oof, right? And that's heavy. Like, yeah, without the crate and everything. And then what's 360 times 8.9 or whatever? Yeah, you do the math right there. Well, You're so that's at 20, the second piece of this gallons. is like where it's going to go in the house, but like in how I'm dealing with the weight. Yeah. But just getting it in the house. Oh, yeah. Hey, so you got to get... That's like five, a, four or five guy type thing. It's just, mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not even... You know what I learned? You, when we start doing these big tanks, we used to have 12, 14 guys waiting, and the guy tells me, look, I just need four guys. And then you start realizing it's not the brute force, but it's understanding the lift gates, the bridges, how they get them out of the truck, how to slide them with the carpets. And mm. they got these tricks that when you see it, you're like, it's not brute force. It's a lot of thinking. Yeah, so I'm pretty certain I'm just going to hire somebody. After talking to everybody, yeah. like uh, hire a rigger. Uh, actually, there's a moving company local that I might talk to too. Uh, yeah. But hire somebody that does this stuff for a living. Uh, you've got mm -hmm. a lot of time and money into this tank. Uh, do you really, like you and your buddies, want to carry it around? <laughs> uh, and so in my case, uh, I can't go through the front door because if I go through the front door, the stairs, you know, do one of these, yeah. right? Yeah. So you, as you how are you going to get it in? So I have to carry it down a hill. Uh, on, you know, uh, down, down wow. there. It's coming December, so we're going to pray that it doesn't have oh, snow okay. here yet, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, no snow here in December? <laughs> yeah, we're praying, It's happened man. before. It's happened several times. Okay. Good luck. And then we're going to bring it around in through the sliding glass doors, and then it'll, then it'll, it'll be really easy because that's the yeah. Seems to in, me right? like you need a moving company or somebody here locally who's... That knows that they've done this before. Yeah. Yes. They've yeah. done it before, yeah. exactly. Uh, I mean, it'll be devastating because it takes... It's not just that the cost of the thing, it's that... Uh, honestly, uh, the amount of time. So, like this, this whole series, paused. 
if I break it, oh, yeah. like, oh, see you guys next uh, April. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> that isn't an option. Oh, yeah, you can't right? just build a tank that fast. You know, these guys are backed up. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in, in that case, we'll, we'll probably have to deal with that. But for a lot of people, like, I might actually even have to take out the sliding glass door to make it happen. Yeah. I, I'm thinking I won't, but you may have to. This stuff kind of pops out. Yeah. yeah. So, but like, uh, and by the way, the best thing you heard all day is I'm not going to make you carry it. So, uh, <laughs> there you go, uh, Randy. You're uh, safe. Go, uh, Randy. I do got to bring your doc in. But. Yeah, well, the doc's there. Come on. So, yeah. Randy, we're going to start lifting weights, man. <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, that's one of the, the big things here, man, is uh, making sure that it, it, it fits. You know, so, like, uh, you said you ran into a guy who actually couldn't even get in the house at all. Yeah, uh, Tony Vargas yeah. is a guy who writes books. He'll give, if you ever seen him on a show, ask him. He'll tell so you the story. I watched one uh, recently of uh, putting the beast in, uh, which was uh, uh, Rico's Aquariums, right? Oh, yeah. He put in like super big tank in his basement. The same builder built mine, Bill Rico's, and they okay. delivered the tank for him. All right, so. You have to reinforce the floor if I'm correct. Well, so I don't know if they reinforced what I, uh, the part that I saw was them trying to get it down the basement stairs. Oh, so yeah. this is like a, was it a thousand gallon aquarium? Yeah, I think so. That was Jason's, no, that was Jason's house, the one they're getting down into the basement, I oh, think. Jason Fox's house. You well, sure I'm pretty Rico? sure it's Rico's Beast, but either, in either case, Rico's there. And so it, yeah, because it, it was in Cincinnati, man, or, or not, yeah, not Ohio. in that area, Ohio. And so, uh, uh, and uh, like the guys are there trying to get this thing down. And the way that they did it is put it down the stairs, like with some, some sliders. And then hooked it up to a car to with straps, so the car was supporting the, the weight, weight right? To ease it down. Yeah, to Are ease you it down. Serious? That's wow. something you Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're okay. a brave soul. You're a brave soul. Okay, Rico. no, man. Like, uh, but I guarantee you. Look, I haven't seen the video, but I guarantee you, Bob, the guy who built my tank, he's been doing it for 30 years. He was there, and he. If you want somebody to move your tank, that guy's got more logistics okay. than it, 50 guys put together. They got her done. Okay. They got her done. So, <laughs> uh, but, but like. In that process, poor Rico throws out his back. Oh, no. Right? Uh, and, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, so you're seeing some. Okay. Fan from Tidal Gardens is down in the basement now, and the tank gets stuck in the stairway. Right? Oh. Yeah. And they can't I gotta get watch out. this video yeah, <laughs> after okay. now. And so Than is Ooh. there, and Than's like, man, filming the whole process, right? This doesn't look good. Than you does, can see right? his nervous laugh. And so Than is like, dude. <laughs> they want me to go up to the, to undo the tank and get it, you know, like jack it up so that we can get it down the stairs, right? I wouldn't do okay, it. He's like, I'm risking my life here, man, for Rico's tank, because if this thing starts coming, dude, it is going to kill me. I mean, it's oh. like, you know, like no, probably thank you. two, three thousand pounds. I'm looking up at a stairway that I'm trying to jack free. Like, I don't know. I That's mean, a good friend right there. <laughs> Rico, whatever uh, friendship you have with Than, man, you definitely need to send him, like, Christmas presents, birthday, <laughs> the whole thing, man, because he did. He risked his life. Got the stuff out, and now the tank's in there. But, yeah. like, that's the kind of thing that, like, uh, you know, quite frankly... I would be doing if I didn't hire a rigger or something. Oh, yeah. Like uh, we'd be down, hooked up to my car and some straps and stuff. Because that's what we do as hobbyists, right? Put it on the sleds right? and get it down the hill. There's some mm -hmm. point where you gotta decide, like, hey, uh, like maybe it doesn't fit the budget though. I mean, I don't even know what this rigger is gonna cost. I mean, like, actually, you may be back in. Be like we'll a find granite. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Those granite uh, countertop uh, companies and stuff probably move a lot of heavy things like mm -hmm. that. I bet they're pretty good at They can't stuff break. Like yeah, that. so people do this kind of stuff all the yeah, time, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, for a living. Uh, but in relationship to the cost of the tank, it'll probably be actually really small, mm. you know? And yeah. I don't wanna break it and whatever. It gives you a peace of mind and. But, like, it's definitely something to think about when you're, you're like, hey, I want this tank this big. 
Go look at your stairwell, go look at your front door and decide whether or not that's real or whether or not you're gonna have to cut a wall, a hole in your wall just to get your tank in. Yeah, yeah you know? that's true. Yeah. I mean, you've got a pretty, I mean, it's a brand new house uh, and they've said like, brand new houses are sealed up really well. So when you were thinking of like this big giant 500 club tank, do you have to take into account evaporation and what that mm -hmm. does to your brand new house? Yeah, I know in my old house where I had frad tanks and all, I mean, I probably had six different tanks. There was absolutely condensation on the trim of my windowsill, especially and in the winter mold. time. And then mold, because it's always and then wet. mold, yeah, to come down yep. the road. So, so I actually had a, like a second inspection recently, and they, uh, one of the things is uh, the basement kind of smelled musty, hmm. right? And for a brand new house, that, that shouldn't be that way, right? Oh. And so uh, the guy figured it out, and he's like, dude, uh, on your furnace, you know, there's like a button that says, uh, you know, like fan off on you know, or, you know, auto. Right. And auto means it just turns on whenever your air or heat turns on, right? I just had it on on because I thought it was like filtering the air or whatever. And what it was doing is uh, the air conditioning has a little condensation tray in it where it collects the water. Mm -hmm. And it was constantly blowing air over the water oh. uh, and oh was adding God. all this moisture into my house. I would have never known that unless an huh. expert came over, right? So, wow. uh, and I also have an air exchanger that was right. running 24 seven. Yeah. And it was still doing that. The moment I turned it back to auto, problem gone. Hmm. Yeah, so you definitely have to think about that. And that was one of the things actually you brought up is humidity, big yeah. tank, humidity, <laughs> Yeah. right? Especially mm. if it's got a big surface, because again, like you were saying with the size, you can have a 500 gallon tank, uh, 500 gallon tank tall, and then you can have a 500 that is wide, and it's not going to be the same surface. Right. You know? So more than gallons is the amount of surface that you have. Mm. You can have a small frag tank that is six by two, and it might have more surface than your 120. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might not, might be less gallons. You know, it might be a shallow tank or something. Mm. So uh, in my basement of my old house, uh, you know, it's just totally unfinished basement. And uh, I decided to put in two frag tanks. They were uh, four feet by eight feet, and there was two of them. And I didn't think about evaporation, you know. And so I'm a no new hobbyist, does. man. I've only been doing this for like a year or two or something, you know. But I, like already got four by eight foot frag tanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so like, uh, but what happened, man, is humidity. So I was evaporating like eight gallons a day mm -hmm. in, into the That's basement. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a ton, dude. It was, it was like humidity was like 80% there. Might as well have been a tropical rainforest. I was going to destroy the house, right? And so like I thought, man, you just don't you know, think about these stuff. Afterwards, you're going to say this. You don't. Is, of course. I go and I put an uh, exhaust vent down there, right? So it's just blowing air out 24-7, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Did so, it help? Oh yeah, solved uh, part of the problem, right? right? But created a new one, right? I didn't even know this, man. But like all of a sudden, my air conditioner can't keep up anymore, right? I just can't figure out why my air conditioner, my house is always hot, right? <laughs> oh my so, God. oh one day in the middle of summer, I walk up to my closet and I open up the closet, and boom, I hit hit in the face with all this hot air. Mm. And what was happening is I blown all the air out of the house. It has to come back in somewhere, yeah, right? Yeah, some, so now it's it, coming back cold. No, so well, it, it's in the, the summer here. Oh, summer. Okay. So it, what was happening is the easiest port for it to come back into the house was a hole that was in the ceiling of the coat closet upstairs, and above the coat closet was the attic above the garage 
which was all superheated air, mm. right? And so it wow. was pulling all the superheated hair into my house and then exiting it out the basement. So what I really needed was an in and an out down there and it probably would have been okay. Mm. But like, you gotta think about all of these things because it's a lot of humidity, right? And there's a couple of things you can do. You know, putting a hood on it will uh, solve a lot of it because yeah. it kind of keeps the moisture yes. in. Yeah. I ended up putting glass tops on there. That yes, helps. I lost light for sure, oh, uh, yeah. but I also got it all the way down to like a gallon and a half. Yeah, but lights are so strong nowadays, you can bump up the lights higher if you have to. Mm. Yeah, it was worth it for me, because yeah. uh, I needed to get get a handle on the And I bet you you went from eight gallons to like a gallon or two. Yeah, it was like a gallon and a half after I Yeah, that's that. what I figured. I mean, yeah. You could try like a de dehumidifier, and I tried that for a while, and luckily I had a uh, drain in the basement floor, so I didn't have to have this collection cup, which would fill up in within hours uh, on the dehumidifier. So you just run it down uh, to the drain. Then I look at my you know, electrical bill on top of my fish tanks that are already running, and now I get this spike because this thing is just sucking humidity. It's like an air conditioner air. in your house. Yeah, right? all the time. Yeah, so I had the same thing. I told the club about my problem, and uh, David Greger, one of the uh, most awesome members of the whole the whole club, just said, "Hey, come come over and get my dehumidifier." So I did. I put it in there. Things run 24/7. Mm -hmm. You know, it made a difference. It, it made a difference, but like the tanks are going it, dry now. They're sucking water well, nonstop. It, 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 I think it even increased the uh, the humidity. Oh, it, it dry air for more humidity to get in. Yeah, but in any case, yeah. it didn't solve the issue. Just made it better and made my power bill go way up. <laughs> you know? True. So uh, it is uh, uh, somewhat of a solution, but the dehumidifier also has its downsides. It we makes noise too. We were forced to put two new ones. The mechanical engineers, because the whole thing mm -hmm. was done the right way. Mm -hmm. They. I kept telling them, we can handle it with the ACs, we can handle it with the AC, and they say, no, they made us put two gigantic dehumidifiers built into their roof. Oh, yeah. yeah. So when you mm -hmm. come to the farm, I'll show them to you. You got a lot of water there, right? <laughs> so, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, some, some of it, man, like, uh, uh, you know, think about that stuff. You got to think about electrical, too, the big tank, man. So, yeah. like, things you just don't think about, like, all right, so I have a 120-gallon tank, man, I buy, you know, a 600-watt heater or whatever, uh, yeah. it's the right size. What's the right size heater for 3,200 gallons? <laughs> a lot Man, of you gotta have like multiple uh, circuits. heater is right? very expensive. You have to live in Florida and only worry about cooling. Yeah, yeah you'd be surprised. <laughs> but then we got AC running, so yeah, it turns out you'll be surprised. Down, huh? Yeah, so you start thinking about stuff like a heater, the amount of uh, uh, electricity it's gonna They're require. They're expensive when they get uh, big too. And then you're like, well, maybe I'd be better off with like a, a, a natural gas heat exchanger or something. Yeah. Electricity-wise, probably. I think that Than actually did uh, in yes, his environment. Yeah, he did a whole room like that. Yeah, a he whole has room. to. He's in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, actually, if if you get a chance, uh, Than over at Tile Gardens did a really awesome video on just the plumbing of oh, yeah. his uh, system, man. Yeah, like, it. Uh, it was the coolest thing ever. So beautiful facilities. I building. think he's got like geothermal heating in there. He's also got natural gas heating and like. It is the coolest That's thing awesome. I've ever seen. So very cool project you've put in together, man. I've been following it. Uh, for I know sure. you, oh, you watch it and you're like you're living the dream, dude. So bravo, <laughs> Than. Uh, He's uh, having fun. That's for sure. All right, man. So uh, let's answer some questions here. Uh, oh, yeah. We got a handful of them piling up here. Minutes, if you guys have got any questions about, like, uh, you know, what a big tank looks like, uh, how you get it in the house, who you kind of would hire to do it, you know, uh, any questions uh, even beyond, like, what's going to happen at Reef of Palooza? You know, what's a, a, and uh, I got a question about Reef of Palooza in a second, Bring actually. Some questions. Uh, and uh, if you got any questions about uh, Worldwide Corals or what they do there or their new facilities when it's opening, any of that stuff, uh, feel free shoot them in and uh, we'll answer those things i got a question actually so you're doing chicago you know in two weeks yeah are we ever going to uh texas no 
No Texas. No Texas. Right. So I'm going to convince them. Texans, you watching? I'm going to try to convince them because Texas looks awesome. Uh, but maybe, Chicago maybe. <laughs> so Chicago is uh, brand new. It's going to mm. be exciting. So uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, we're giving away like 2,500 bucks each day to shop with us. 500 bucks for you guys. 500 bucks for uh, like worldwide and Ecotech and Brightwell uh, and Tropic Marin. So uh, come on down. Uh, we're giving away all kinds of gift certificates and other stuff for smaller things. Get yeah. to meet us. Yeah, people yeah. look look forward to seeing you guys on these shows, <laughs> believe it or not. We're going to be in the Reef to Reef booth. Yeah, yeah there you go. So I give my guys awesome. a Reef to Reef. So, yeah, so come on down. But uh, shoot us a question here. Uh, yeah, so I like the top one here. Any plans to have Felix from Reef Savvy on? I'd love to hear more from him. He's building your tank yeah. as we speak. I mean, I wish I had my phone on me. I'll tell tank. you the actual date. So, yes, he is definitely coming out. Uh, and he is one of the few people, like, I'm trying to, like, not have the skimmer manufacturer show up on skimmer day, uh, yeah. you know, because it just kind of gets all chilly. Uh, uh, but uh, in this case, like, the guy's guy's building my tank. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have the tank guy in the tank day. Right, uh, so we're going to talk about tank manufacturers and who you'd get one from, and I'm sure Felix will raise his hand and say, I'm the best. Uh, but are. also, like, uh, he's got a long waiting line, and he's also not the cheapest. So, like, what are some of the other things you'd look for? And he so, builds Ferraris. Uh, uh, yeah, he does. He does. Uh, absolutely, the Ferraris of tanks. So uh, I will, will, he'll be out here. I, I want to say it was... November, summer, or another. Hmm. So, uh, before or after Black Friday? Uh, before Black Friday. So, early November, I believe, is when he's coming out. So, uh, uh, but Felix will be here. You'll get to meet him. You'll get to see, like, what goes on in his little crazy mind. A lot of people haven't seen or met him before. And he's kind of, everybody knows about his tanks and everybody knows about Reef Savvy. He doesn't do wonder, many shows. That's what uh, it is. A lot of people <laughs> haven't, don't know what he looks like. I was surprised uh, when I first Felix saw him. Felix is another person, uh, just like Victor here, like, where I met him and, like, oh, I get you, dude. Uh, like, uh, I understand where you're coming from and why you do what you do. Yeah. And, like, your goal is uh, not uh, primarily, like, let's go make a buck. It's, like, let's do something awesome. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and so, like, Felix is super cool. You're going to get that juice out of him when, you're, when he's here. Cool. It'll be really neat. He's very passionate about building his tanks. The details got to be till the last. Yeah. It's got to be If you're perfect. in a hurry, you found the wrong guy. But if you want the best, he's the man. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that's it. All right, well, next one. Uh, I like this one from Our Coral Reef, and uh, we did a video on this too. So, WWC, what kind of flow do you use? So, we actually did in the WWC BRS uh, hybrid series on yeah. the 750, we documented the 293, the 500, yeah. and the 900, showed the different flows in the pumps, and then I think in that follow along flow episode, you did it. Yeah. But mm -hmm. uh, you can see, I mean, you got tons of flow in WWC. Uh, we're big believers on flow. I mean, 90% of our flow comes from our Ecotech Marine MP10s, MP40s, MP60s. The reason why we use those, we like that there's no heat, there's no cables inside the tank. They're reliability, they're reliable. Mm -hmm. they, they don't break, you know, they're really good. Uh, we use a little bit of a penta ray. For those of you that don't mm -hmm. know, it's a very... Um, a big commercial. Big, giant yeah, it's their yeah. commercial. I mean, they build, they build a small version, a medium version, and a large version. We use the, the medium version, which is a 16,000 uh, 16, gallons per hour power head. Mm. And it can travel all 16, the way. 16,000. Yeah, it can travel 14 feet across. Jeez. And we only use those for gigantic tanks over right. seven, eight hundred gallon tanks. I right. think you can see it right here on this tank. Yeah, you had two. If of you them look, on, look right here on the right, right side, there's one on each side. Okay, it's 
Right. You can definitely see him. You can definitely see him in the video that yeah. we did on each one of these. Yeah, so um, this is great the, power heads. This is the thing about those guys is if you put it on, it has to go in a huge tank because oh. the pump is this big and it it will look ugly on a small yeah. tank. Yeah. <laughs> a huge tank where it, it will blow the rocks yeah. in a small tank. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's literally Probably will knock things out of your hands. Yeah. Oh, it knocks bone cutters. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally, you go through a stream, <laughs> your hand just goes flying. <laughs> so one of the things that I got out of talking to Josh, and I didn't hear it all the way when uh, I was talking to him, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, so what kind of flow do you have for these tanks, you know? And He's like, well, he starts explaining. I'm like, well, how much, like 30 times turnover, 50, whatever. And he's like, dude, we just don't think about it like that. You know, like we think about the right flow and we look at the angles and where it's coming from it. And uh, then I'm like, no, man, you don't got to understand, dude, the people watching this want to hear a straightforward answer that they can replicate, All right? right? A, a straightforward mm -hmm. answer will be you can do less than 10 times. If you're not doing 10 times, yeah, no way. you're not mm -hmm. even close. Mm -hmm. You can get... Look, my answer to that will be deliver as much flow as you can without the corals blowing away, the sand going all over the place, the fish are just pinned in a corner. Mm -hmm. That's, especially that's kind of what he said, is as yeah. much as it will tolerate. Yeah, especially as much like as it will tolerate, exactly. Ones, like uh, the 293, obviously you can't have as much flow as you did in the 500 and the 900, it was just bare bottom SPS dominant. Exactly, SPS bare bottom, you can pound flow, you see this little mm -hmm. tornado spawning out of the bottom, you know? Yeah. And the 293, which we have sand, and we have a lot of um, you go. leathers, um, and you have uh, euphilia everywhere, and you got Zoantis and Chalice. Some SPS on the very top. Yeah. You have to be more moderate, you know? So mm -hmm. on that specific tank is 200 and... With the whole system's 290 gallon. I think the tank is like 250. Okay. So I think we got four MP40s, and we keep them at about 50%, and we keep them in random, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is the thing that I really got out of it, was he was like... So we got one aiming right there because there was a dead spot here. And I really think we could use one right here. And then like, you know, he, he had a very distinct plan for this, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure all of you guys sat around and stared at it and came out with this plan. Yes. Uh, and so uh, like what it's really about is not like 30X or 50X or 100X or some magic X. It's about making sure there's not like dead spots all over the place, yes. right? And like, if you see gunk accumulating there, that's your dead spot, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, the, the one thing you're gonna notice, it's always a dead spot no matter how much flow you get, but flow is one of those things that you're never gonna master. I mean, lighting is one thing, filtration is one thing, but flow, you're always gonna be playing with it because corals grow, think about it. This might, it might be good for the next six months and then this Acropora decide to just grow this big and now it's blocking all the flow and sending it this way. Now the sand is coming off. Mm -hmm. So, so one it, of the things is changing constantly, you know? One of the things I found too is I've like on this tank here we spent so much time thinking about flow and like getting it perfect and we'll get it perfect, man. We'll like we're like got uh, air air uh, pumps and stuff. We're blowing pump air bubbles into the intakes so we can that. so we can see where it's going. Yeah, right? okay, I never thought yeah. of that. Yeah, wow. so I want to actually visually see where like all the air is going, like or all the bubbles are. I did it with food. Uh, <laughs> That's with food, yeah. So we're done with food too, mm -hmm. right? And I really want to get down. So we spent all day, man, aiming them and getting them all right. And the thing that you don't account for is two weeks from now, they all slow down, right? Oh, yeah. Because they get g gunked up with algae That's and all true. this you stuff. That's true, you gotta do maintenance on powerheads. And, power heads. and some, types, some of the types of powerheads go down much faster than others, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. some of them are way harder to clean, which means you clean them less frequently than others. Yeah, and that's right? why when we were doing the, you know, the interviews at WWC and we were talking about the, the pumps and the maintenance rhythm on these different tanks, and a big reason why you guys have the, you know, the Vortec pumps is 
it's for a shop that's running like nonstop jamming on, and your biggest thing is to cut and you know get corals out and stuff. And maintenance, if you can save minutes by pulling out a dirty one, putting in a new one, and be done. Wet, wet side, in and out. In and out. Yes, so, that's a big one. Yeah. And you can replace. You can have like one or two <clears throat> that they're always clean. Mm -hmm. Just replace and let them soak for a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> with this guy, man, we spent all this time thinking about this gyre thing, right? And blowing the bubbles in there. But yeah. what we didn't realize is the gyre like really kind of slows down after a matter of weeks, right? And then it needs to be cleaned again. And so we don't mind now. Now that you know, you just clean it every month or so. But when you didn't know that, yeah. And you're letting it go four months, man. Like all that time and effort you spent trying to like perfect flow, you lost it in a month. Right yeah. now that I know, man, like just pull it out, let it run inside of a bucket with some citric acid, and it'll clean itself almost. But like you had to know that, so you're right, man. You're always trying to figure out flow. Always, you're always trying to figure always. out the right areas. Yeah, absolutely. And more is not always better, like you say, because yeah, you might not take it. You know, I like what you said. As much as the corals will tolerate, if they look like they don't like it, it's too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anything short of that, you yeah. got always room for more. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's take a look here. Oh, so Reef Wrist, we have to say thanks for Canadian $2.79. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh, let's answer another Kevin Spacey one, and that's, what do you guys think of build quality from older tanks that are 20 to 30 plus years old? Yeah, I noticed that my 40-year-old tank 135 is much better built than a modern 125 to 135. Hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't have any 30-plus-year-old tanks. I don't either. Uh, you know what? I can chime in on that one. There's when sometimes you go to a customer's house and you see tanks that you ask them, like, where did you get this tank? And they go, well, I got it 20 years ago. And about 20 years ago, like, pre-manufactured tanks, they were being built thicker mm. and just stronger, you know? Mm. I don't know what was the reason for it, but Isn't I noticed that. the that. truth of, like, everything, man? Like, built. My, like, like... Your washer and dryer and mm -hmm. uh, refrigerator back in the day were built to last like 50 years. Yeah. Now you replace them every eight. Oh, yeah. You know, all right, uh, if you're lucky mm -hmm. in some cases. Yeah, there's a so. beer fridge in it's my garage. Of business. It's like 25 years old. And we and it's still just, why? We, I just got rid of it because I got an upgrade, but I know that that upgrade, a brand new one. It will bring uh, in two years. Gonna, I'm going to another keep one. It. Keep the old one. I know. You know, so, I mean, I think you could look at that from a few different reasons as to, like, uh, well, A, it could be they're just not building them as well, but also, like, we're all addicted to features, right? And mm -hmm. that kind of hits, like, some of the stuff that you talk about, which is stability and simple, right? Simple, stable, pull all off the unnecessary gear, and you're more likely to be successful. Yeah, it's right? true. Mm -hmm. And so, like, on my fridge, man, it has 8 million different things that it can do. And because of that, there's more, more failure points for the kinda whole like thing. Kind of like car nowadays. Yeah, that, that is got well. all these signals and cameras everywhere, <laughs> and it's all computers everywhere. It's no longer just basic, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Basic so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've never seen super old tanks, but I think that matches kind of like everything that we see uh, is Built everything used to be built better, yeah. sadly. <laughs> Next one. Uh, let's see. James asks, uh, would a 54-gallon curved corner tank work for a first fish-only salt tank, or would that not be good? That's mm -hmm. a perfect size, guys. I mean, yeah. it's a 15. You know I like those corners. Like, shove like it in it. a corner, and it's got that nice bow front. Mm -hmm. I mean, you may not be able to get, if you get a small, like, uh, algae cleaner for this glass, smaller, so that it for the takes corners. less surface area for that curve, so you're not, like, fighting with it. They're hard to photograph. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. You get distorted <laughs> right. photos all the time. But mm -hmm. I think my, my buddy, uh, Duan, he, uh, he had, like, a couple of those 54-gallon corner tanks. And we outfitted him. Like, we found a sump that Do they works. still make them? 
Uh, I don't know if they. I don't know if they make them. They but yeah. 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 I don't know. They don't my, make the. My first tank was that dumb wave. Right? Oh yeah. And yeah I thought yeah. Oh, I saw no. it at the store. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's I so hate cool. That thing. Yeah. <laughs> now you're like, my eyes hurt looking at this. My thing. first real reef tank that I was with an overflow, metal highlights, chiller, mm. calcium reactor was. Um, I think it was the year 2001. I had a, no, year 2000. I had a 92 Bullfrog. Mm -hmm. And I had that tank all the way. We opened worldwide corals with a 90 gallon tank in my 92 gallon corner. So there's, if somebody can find that thread on Reef Central, you go back, <laughs> you, you can see it right there. Like it shows that, that tank back in the day. But I was proud of it. I like it. I would say, by the way, for me, uh, for a new reefer, one of the best size tanks you could possibly get, somewhere between a 40 breeder and a 60 cube, yeah. and you're probably right in the middle of that. Yeah. 40 right? breeder, when you it's, first start the hobby, you're on a budget, Boom. no better tank than that, because oh, yeah. of the price, the shape, it's not too big, it's not too little, you change five gallons and you change 20% of the water. You can have uh, small versions of utilitarian fish, you mm -hmm. know, little teeny uh, mm -hmm. yellow tangs and stuff in there. Make it bigger, trade them out, get some new ones. You'll probably, yeah. you'll probably be, you probably get the forty-gallon breeder be successful Watch for eighteen the tank months. Police might be around. Yeah. The tank police. You know, so like the tank police, man. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, shut up real quick. Once you're like, hey, dude, at eighteen months, if I'm successful with this first forty-gallon breeder, I'm almost certainly upgrading. And if I'm not, it's no problem with the fact that I can bring those to the store, swap them out with uh, yeah. like small ones again. The store's happy to have bigger ones. They're actually more expensive, right? Mm. And so for me, like that was another thing that I got out of you guys when I went down there is that utilitarian fish. I mean, I knew that story so already, mm -hmm. but like if you can get, you know, uh, the tang gang in there and some utilitarian fish that eat algae before you turn the lights on, established in, in this tank and swimming around you living, algae, yeah. and boom, man, your like uh, chances of success probably quadrupled, mm -hmm. right? Uh, yeah. That at 12 months that you're gonna have a tank that I'm proud of, quadrupled if you have those tank, those fish in there. That's why 40 gallon breeder, anything less than that, I don't really yeah. recommend the utilitarian fish oh. like that, like the, the common ones anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was my minimum. Dimension's great. Water my favorite, easy. My favorite thing to do is to go, and you can look at, go search on the threads or go search on the, even on just a regular internet search, and just look at 40-gallon breeders that other people have, and there are They're some gorgeous amazing tanks. tanks out there that I wouldn't even want another tank. I don't need any other tank. I love that the tank. That, whatever tank. you're doing in that 40-breeder, everything I want. What is it? Is um 36, 36 18, by 18 by like 16 or something, something like, like that. that. Close, came, yeah. It's one of the only ones where the dimensions <clears throat> close to as deep as it is tall in that smaller form mm -hmm. factor. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's why it's super popular. To this day, I've never really gotten a really solid answer as to why it's called a breeder. Uh, I've asked many, many, many people like yeah. where yeah. that many comes people from. People used to put into breeding because look at the shape of you can build like there's three of them over here. What yeah. sizes are those? Those are the, 40 breeders. Those are all 40 breeders. Go. That's why. So mm -hmm. that's the answer I've gotten out of everybody, by the way, is well, well, maybe, but nobody's giving me the, the definitive answer. This is what I don't know. I don't want to tell you. <laughs> but they're still like in the like marine land uh, catalog. Yeah. It's even called 30 gallon breeder, 40, 40 gallon breeder. breeder. Like somebody definitely is breeding with these. Yeah. I want to know the, the more of the story. Hey. If you guys got it, somebody should share it. A 40 go, gallon please. breeder with a 20 long sump DIY sump. Yeah. 20 Perfect long sump combo. right underneath it. Got them down combo. there. Just yep. Yeah. Done. Okay. Uh, hey, I like this one. Our coral reef. How much of WWC coral is aquacultured? Hmm. Um, it's a good question. I would say about half. Okay. About half. Cool. With the new facility that we're building, we want to move towards a bigger percentage of that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of the oceans are not doing good, so the less that we pull from the oceans, the better. You know, 
I think the hobby eventually is going to go 100% aquaculture. I, I agree. I don't think we're that far away from that. And I, I got to tell you, too, uh, that a lot of you guys seen this before, but we uh, showed you to you today all those ORA corals that yes. are like, you know, 18, 18th generation. Yeah, you know, they don't indoors. die. Super yeah. hardy. Yeah. They're the best, man. For bulletproof. Bulletproof. I will pay extra. I will pay yeah. double for one of these corals because they like are going to survive. You yeah. know, now these aren't the most uh, sexy, fancy corals out there, and, and you tend to specialize in the sexy, fancy. But if you can take some of those sexy fancies and get them up, very culture, funny you're saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And the new facility. So the plan is we're going to have in the new website within the next six months or so is going to be an area for wild corals. And 100% aquaculture certified by Worldwide Corals, and we can you can come to our facility. Yeah. We can show you what facility our practices. We're very open in our practices and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So we'll I like that that, that level of transparency. So I know what I'm getting because like yeah, some I, of your like super large competitors like is like yeah there is an aquaculture facility somewhere. They're chopping a lot. Yeah, yeah. but like uh, yeah. and, and like it, I, when you say a lot, man, it used to be like. You know, aquaculture and then everything else, and now I think it's everything else, a yeah. aquaculture. Mm. So it's not, it's not real clear what I'm getting or, you know, mm. how I'm getting it. So if you're sharing that on your website, like yeah. here's a section for wild and here's to, yeah. aquaculture, it's if you perfect. get there, that yes. level of transparency, I think most of the people out there watching are like, yeah. Yeah, the conscious reefer that. can choose whether or not they want to just, just straight up aquaculture. I mean, or so I'll give you a couple of reasons why I buy, buy aquaculture. <coughs> aquaculture. Some of you out there will say like, oh, hey, man, it's the most responsible thing and that kind of stuff. But for those of you that just want a successful reef tank, mm. like here's the deal, man. This stuff has uh, grown, you know, multiple generations in an artificial environment, artificial flow, That's artificial lighting, artificial water quality. Already ready. Like it's all they know, and they've proven that they can thrive and reproduce yeah. to like even a profitable manner. That they can grow that fast in there. Yes. They're going to do that same thing for you at home, right? And if uh, in those tanks that they had pests, they would be wiped out. Mm -hmm. Like, so you c can't have pests in a tank you're trying to grow something because there's an unlimited amount of food. Yeah, they're not going to so grow correctly. They I can't have tell the right you, like, for sure, 100% perfect on everything, promise, guarantee, but like the likelihood, way, 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 way oh, lower yeah. versus the wild cut. I, mean, mm -hmm. I mean, it's not even the same scale, right? <laughs> so, like, uh, for me, buying aquaculture means I'm going to be more successful with it. It's going to keep the color that it has there for way sure. more likely. I'll be way more happy with my purchase. I'll almost certainly get it in a smaller form factor, which, you know, matters more in the beginning, I guess. But ultimately, I'd rather have long-term success than immediate, you know, size. Mm -hmm. In most cases. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So, that's exciting. All right, let's see here. Um, oh, uh, Pascal on the bottom. He got a question on your new SPS tank. Are you adding any phosphate or nitrate since your tank is sand bottomless? Uh, no, we're not. We just feed heavy and we make sure we add a lot of fish. And mm -hmm. we're, we're starting these tanks with a cure rock from the other tanks. Mm -hmm. And we knew we were building this facility a year or so ago. So we bought a bunch of rock and we cure before the building was available. So no, we're not adding any phosphorus so, or nitrous. We have added nitrous to the tanks before. The right. skimmers are so powerful and sometimes you just can't get nitrous. They reach zero, zero, and you see the coals get a little pale. And we just turn off the skimmer and we start feeding a little heavy and then mm. that didn't work. It still wouldn't raise it. So then we start uh, dosing some nitrous. Mm. But it's not something that we do to get the tanks 
I started, oh, but we've done it before, but it's not something we do normally. Mm. So that's one of the things I also got from both you and Josh talking, uh, and it's like heavy in, heavy out, right? Like yeah. uh, there's a lot of fish in here, there's a lot of poo, there's a lot of food, then we try to strip it out before it, most of it turns into uh, excess nitrate waste, and yeah. whatever waste. So, uh, and for me, that just fits my style too, man. Like I want to feed them, I want them healthy. You give me excuse to get more fish, right? Uh, which I like as and well. And the fish are happy, yeah. and the corals are happy too. And there was a different pitch like eight years ago. Eight years ago when nutrients were super hard to keep out of your tank, uh, I'd have told you something different, man. Keep mm -hmm. the, the feeding down. As keep much light as possible, oh, yeah. no fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I gave a totally different story. Now, like where there's so many methods and all the equipment is so effective uh, to get Sometimes nutrients out. That's yeah. how good the equipment has gotten. Yeah, absolutely. So in that environment, like uh, now nutrients is actually a problem. So get more fish, feed them more. Uh, if you can dose nitrate directly tank, and there's some applications where that absolutely makes a lot of sense. But it gets a little mad scientist, you mm. know, and mm. you uh, better start. The algae can take yeah, off and. Better test. Uh, and, you know, the nitrate test, like, take 20 minutes to do. Mm. And, like, yeah. you don't dose something like nitrate willy nilly. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, you don't. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it absolutely works, though. I mean, I've seen enough threads and stuff out there, the before and afters of I got pale corals and, like, I, whatever is reason, I can't dose more. Uh, people use, like, the Neo Nitro, is that from Brightwell? Yeah, that's one, what we use, yeah. Yeah, one of the only options Jeremy out sent there. Us some. One of the options out there you can buy retail that, you know, you know it's pure and safe and whatever. And yeah. Clear directions and how much to use. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or you can use something like uh, that fish food that we just came out with last mm -hmm. night. Just heavy, heavy nutrient, uh, you know, nutrient dense yeah. with everything almost in the kitchen sink in there. Yeah, so that's what Worldwide uses, by the way, is they make their own food. We have a, like an episode, one of them, where they show actually you know, mm -hmm. what's, what's going into it. Yeah. I don't know which episode was that, 900? It was one now. of the, it was feeding, I think it was your feeding episode of ah. the WWC BRS hybrid system. Yeah, so if you want to see what they feed, you can check out the WWC hybrid BRS uh, method. There's mm -hmm. a feeding the fish. You know, blending up your own food right there. Cool. Yeah. So. So I'm seeing on the screen where there's a couple of questions that I'm smiling a little bit. People okay. want to know where I'm from. Somebody asked, um, if I'm from, from Cuba, I'm not. <laughs> there you go. And somebody else responds from Brightwell, quite excited Venezuela. You guys know me well. I'm from Chile, guys. Come on. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I'm sure you guys are picking up on my accent, you know. We've had a lot of accents. Uh, actually, uh, David from Reef to Reef, he thought, thought his southern accent. He's like, maybe you guys are going to turn closed yeah. captions yeah. on. You yeah. should have <laughs> heard. Subtitles. Let me tell you, me and Rev started talking on the phone 11, 12 years ago. My accent was a lot heavier. His accent was a lot heavier. So when we used to talk, I'm sure we were both laughing at each other, you know? <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> I actually had David from uh, Reef to Reef on the phone. I was talking about having him out. And he's like, I don't know if they're going to be able to hear through my Creo uh, accent. Like, That's what he There's said. a lot of accents here. <laughs> He'll be all right, man. Right on. Uh, we'll uh, through a couple more here that we're going to call it a day. Uh, so cool. is, do you see any other ones in there that uh, are solid? Let's see. Um... I, I like this. I like this one from uh, Patrick. Uh, he wants to know. He just shoot from the hip. What's your favorite stick? Favorite acro from WWC? Oh my god! Good one. Good favorite one, acro from WWC. It's got to be the budget smuggler, man. Everybody is laughing. It's like a joke. It's just um. It's a cool coral. It's um. It's a ripes that is uh, neon green, kind of like yellow, mm -hmm. and the coral lights come out neon pink. Oh yeah. Really? Neon pink. I That's mean, awesome. uh, I'll send you a picture next yeah. time. 
Neon, you can make this up. Green All, skin, neon yeah. pink polyps. And, and Coralite's always crystal clear. These are neon pink. That's cool. Mm. That's so cool. it's got to be one of my favorite for sure. There you go. There you go. That right. was easy. I think we'll on that note, we'll wrap it up. I thank you uh, for coming out, man, again. Thank uh, you, guys. It Victor was, a, here. was a blast, man. One of my mentors, man. I learned stuff, and this is my favorite part, is actually we get bring you guys in, and uh, everybody that I learn from, you guys can learn from, get to know and see, and so super awesome. Thanks. Brian, I got to say something, though. You got a, a pool of knowledge. Sometimes you don't think. You you know so much. Doing this video for 10 years, seriously. I learned a lot from you, too, buddy. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, thank I'm you very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're Second time I come to your facility, walking through the facility and talking about tanks and talking about experiments, your knowledge is tremendous, seriously. You have no idea, maybe you haven't had that much time with aquariums and coals hands on, but your knowledge is out there, buddy, seriously. So well, keep it up, man. Hey, that's I mean, high praise for you, man, so thank you very, very much. I'm to make you feel good, and that's how I feel, and I say how it is, you know? All right, well, I, I think, uh, and, and in closing for myself too, so I gotta get one last one in here. I think the, the best advice that maybe you or I've overheard from uh, Victor to you uh, that a lot of people can, that can take away is set it and leave it alone. Don't touch anything. Set Don't it, forget it. Set it, forget it. Walk away. Stop. Especially lights, you know, maybe you flow, you have to do, but all this other stuff. Stability means leave it alone. It's the Don't most important it. one, you know? I, like I, okay, I, I gotta I compound like on this minute. I gotta have to. You Go brought it up. I know you have to. Okay, so uh, this place here, uh, we try new stuff constantly, right? It's the nature of what we do. You know, we're changing tanks over, we're trying new lights, trying new pumps. We're like, this stuff's coming in now, we can't help ourselves, right? Uh, that was the piece that I heard from you. Was, the words that you used to me was, corals are amazingly adaptive creatures. They are. Just leave them alone. Right? <laughs> if you're constantly changing the lights, trying to need more UV, more PAR, more whatever, don't be responding to the or don't be uh, surprised when they respond and be pissed off all the time. They don't like change. Yeah. They don't. We don't like change. No. So, like, what if someone came over to your house and changed the amount of food that you get to eat every day or the amount of oxygen in the air? You're going to get pissed off, right? <laughs> uh, if they made the world bigger, uh, they change the wind, the yeah. weather, man. Yeah. Like, uh, so, like, all these things uh, are the same thing. But, like, so that was, if you take away one message from everything that I've ever learned from you guys, that was the most important thing. Yeah. Stability. It is stability. Leave it the F alone. <laughs> uh, uh, really, man. Like, Perfect. Just build the, the perfect system and then let it go and watch it go. Right. Watch your time grow after that. Awesome. All right. So that's it. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks for coming out. See you guys. Yeah. Peace. Take care. Oh.